Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode I titled Tell Your Story. Now, I don't mean storytelling as in fabrication, but I do mean vulnerability and sharing your real truth and story. So let's talk about that. Um, we talked yesterday about writing a book or creating a course and as a vehicle for sharing your story and why that mattered. We talked about how it helps you to organize your life, get really in touch with what you are. And by organize your life, I don't mean like a room organizer, but I mean, figure out how you became what you are, how you got to where you are is so powerful and interesting to know and understand. So today, <clears throat> again, we're focused on creating your ultimate life. Well, in creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, that happens best when we are truly aware of, when we're fully present every day to each thing that's going on. It is so easy, and I know so many people that live day, their days according to what they have to do. They, they look at their schedule the next day. I got to get up here because I got to go here and I got to have this and I got to go to work and I got to finish this. And I got, and they live their life in a sense of obligation with all the stuff they got to do because they have a story that they got to do it. <clears throat> I'm not suggesting all the things that fill your calendar are not appropriate and good. What I am finding, I find in my own life and suggest for you to consider is that how you think about and feel about the things that you choose to fill up your time with is the substance and story of your life. I want you to think about that deeply. The attitude, the energetic approach, the way you feel about what fills your day, that's the substance of your life. Let's dig into that a little bit, because that is the story of how you got where you are now, and it's also the story of where you're going and who you will become. Let's dig into that deeper, because it is so important and profound. If I focus negatively, and I have negative energy about whatever it is that I have to do, then my day is full of negativity. My day is full of resentment. The word gotta, I have to. That implies the whole idea of there's a requirement, I must do something, and there's an element of resentment. Because if it was an exciting thing that you got to do, you were allowed to do, you were able to do, you probably wouldn't be saying, I gotta X, Y, Z. You'd be saying, oh, wow, guess what I'm going to do today to yourself or to anyone you spoke with. So that is a precursor to what I'm trying to explain. If I have a, a life full of gottas, then my life is also accompanied and full of resentment and negativity. 
wishing I didn't have to do it, thinking of things I'd rather be doing. And, and then we live in a state of wistful resentment, resenting what's on our plate, wishing we were doing something else, wondering why we are so cursed as to be where I have to do this and have to do that. Well, we talked about have to a bunch of times, and there is no such thing. You actually don't have to do that. Of course, there would be consequences. If you don't pay your rent, eventually you get evicted. And so you can say, I got it. You know, you have all kinds of choices. The relationships you have, the people that depend on you, you chose to allow that and you continue to choose it. What I know is when you bring resentment into those continued choices, then resentment becomes the story of your life. One of the powerful benefits of choosing to write a book, to to use the developmental story matrix that I talked about yesterday and I talk about in the book The Story Arc, is it forces you to face what you are. If you let it, I mean, you can deny everything and some, a lot of people do, they don't want to dig into it. And I, in, in the class workshops I run to help people write books, hear that all the time. It ranges from, well, I got nothing, nothing ever interesting or important happened to me. And of course that's nonsense. You are an important person and you're as important and powerful as any other person in the world, plus or minus the effort that has been put into your development. I want you to hear that. You and I were the same, plus or minus the difference that we put into our development. So if you've put in more effort for development than I have, then you are further along and vice versa. So the story of your life is written from the attitudes and energies you bring to each day. I have a song, I'm Still Me, is the name of it, and the first verse goes like this. The story of my life is written in the blood and tears upon the wall. And I mean that in the most literal sense. The things that cause the most reaction, and I use the phrase blood and tears, it could also be laughter and joy, but that's what it's, it is written. And that particular song was about transformation, and so it started with the negative piece, that things are written in blood and tears, and eventually that changes in the song. That's available on my website if you're interested in the music. But anyway, here's the key to telling your story. You, you have to first be willing and then realize that that energy that you bring into every day is your story. <clears throat> now, if you take my invitation from yesterday and you decide you're going to write about your story, create a developmental story matrix to explore how you got where you are, then you're already underway with this. What you'll notice also right away is that when you share, if you elect to write a book, so this is in the context of a choice to share, whether it's in a book or it's a course or some other way that you share your valuable experience with the idea and mind to help others. Two things happen. One, it forces you to edit because we all have more things than we can possibly share and only a few of them really make significant differences. 
Many are reinforcing and they're small, but there are a few that really are powerful. So if we're going to share, it's, it helps us to edit and to focus on the ones that really matter. The second thing you'll notice right away is if you start to, dis, if you start to share your story, you start to fill out the developmental story matrix and figure out how to talk about who you are now and how you've got here, it forces vulnerability. I can't count the number of people that I have talked to, either that I've helped write or that have wanted to write and then don't, that have talked about that, that thing coming face to face with vulnerability, with the need to share uncomfortable things. Often, and this was true with me, people say, I don't want to offend so-and-so, and there's a so-and-so or multiple so-and-sos that they believe will be offended, hurt, angry, frustrated, negatively react to the story. There are two things that are important about that. One is it may be true, and so what? Because your choice is how will I help people if I don't tell the truth? Okay. The second thing is I find that the idea that someone else is going to be frightened, offended, react negatively or whatever is often just a camouflage. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. There's lots of ways to share story that are completely different one from another. So for example, if I had something happen to me that was that I perceive as negative, that has shaped me in a way that I really had to do a lot of work on or recover from. And I tell that story, I can tell it with a huge accusatory tone. That person, they did this and they did this and they should have known better and ran and ran and and blaming a lot of just, you know, negatively energied. I know it's not a word, but full of negative energy, blaming, railing, negative stuff. That's one way to tell a story. Another way to tell the story is to simply describe events and say what it did to you. That's the approach I took in Tightrope. I talked about discipline that was common in my house as a child growing up. Today, the discipline that was applied would be felony child abuse. I would have been removed from the home. I don't say that in the case of railing negativity. It simply happened. But the focus isn't even on that. The focus is on how it affected me. And so what I always say, and people ask me about that often, who've read the book or have me as a guest on their podcast, I'll say, well, that happened. And what I took from it was the feeling that I wasn't good enough. What I took from it was a permanent truth. I don't believe for a moment that it was my mother's or parents' intention to put on me a feeling of not good enough, to have me scarred with that for life. I don't believe for a moment that was their thought and intention. I believe there were other motivations, maturity, skill, understanding, experience, or lack of any of those things on their part that brought them to, you know, behave the way they did because they had their own journey and story. What I focus on is clearly stating events that took place But doing it with a tone of this is what happened to me, this is how I took that, and then explore what that meant, what it didn't mean, how to change it, 
what I'm doing about it now and all of the rest that come from that place. So when you tell your story, edit, so you tell the ones that really matter, face and accept your vulnerability. Because if you don't have vulnerability, people know that. If someone's telling you a story and they leave out a bunch of stuff because they're afraid, I don't mean silly details like the color of the paint specks on the fly's wings on the curtain in the fading sunlight of the bedroom, like a Russian novelist might be, you know, the description. They're famous for that kind of detailed description. What I'm saying is tell the truth, be vulnerable, be willing to take some risk because it is in that mode of taking risk that you will be most effective and powerful. You will connect most deeply with your, the receiver of your story, whether it's the reader of your book or the person that participates in your program or your effort, whether it's volunteer or soul, doesn't even matter. The next and last piece that I want to talk about today is that telling your story when you do it the way that I've talked about, creates opportunities for you. An obvious one is it creates an opportunity for self-examination. And you get to talk about, you get to analyze, think about, talk about what's happened to you, why it mattered, how it mattered, and all the rest. Another thing that it does is it creates an opportunity to, to build rapport, to have connection, because we're divine beings and we're built to love and serve each other. That's the whole premise of your ultimate life. We're here to love and serve each other, to learn to find and use our divine gifts in service of one another. And yeah, we have to eat and everything else, but that all comes naturally from that. So sharing creates an opportunity for self-examination. It creates an opportunity to serve those around you. And it creates an opportunity to, to create economic value and have business if you want. You know, the idea that I grew corn and you grew beans and we swapped, that's not difficult to understand. If one person spends a lot of effort doing self-examination and learning how to overcome difficulties that have plagued them and they share that learning and that capability and those tools with someone and someone else who grows lettuce decides they want to trade lettuce for that learning, that's no different than trading corn and beans. Today, we use the intermediary of money and we have created a religion around money that he who has the most is the coolest. And we all truly in our hearts know it's not true, but we live in a world where we honor and praise those who have the most, especially those who flamboyantly and embarrassingly behave because of it or flaunt it. And that's sad and unhappy. And that's the subject of two or three or four other episodes. But the opportunity to create a business no matter what your learning is, when you share it authentically and vulnerable, vulnerably is there for you. So you get to know yourself better. You get to know others better. You create relationships. You can create economic opportunity in business. And you can do that all using your gifts and talents. Your story, the things that have happened to you to turn you into who you are today is inextricably connected, big long word, inextricably connected to your divine gifts and talents. In fact, the manifestation of your divine gifts and talents often comes by looking at going through and eventually overcoming the hardships, struggles, and difficulties of your life. Those struggles are a key 
to a special power and empathy that you or I can develop because of our struggles and challenges. All of those reasons are good and powerful reasons for you to choose to tell your story and serve as you build your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your